Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. For it seems now more certain than ever that the bloody experience of Vietnam is to end in a stalemate. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. You can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way! I'm right, he's left. Let's talk about it. So, seems we had another light news week from what I can tell. So, we're going to talk about if there was a civil war, like where would we fall on that issue? Yeah. Just like kind, just kind of, and just kind of to keeping it broad, like not like with the whole Texas situation, but just like, but it kind of makes you think, what if it were to happen? You know, yeah. What would the decisions be made per person? Right. So I and, went uh, first last week, so it's your turn to go first this time. Yeah. And also, I want to apologize for last week. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, over That's and over an understatement. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were not able to record due to all of those issues. Um. But yeah, I mean, talking about civil war and stuff like that is. I mean, honestly, I think, you know, a little bit more logistically. And I honestly believe that I would probably side, even though I don't like government, I would probably side with whatever the government is on. Just due to the fact of, you know, kids and everything else involved, like being able to still get imports and have access to things and you know like you don't want to talk about bring the whole texas thing in there but some states aren't really good at providing for their own or being able to keep their own infrastructures up and you know like uncle sam some you know a lot of times has to come bell states out and i don't like that fact of if i was to choose that side and they weren't able to handle everything they needed to handle Half not having anybody to come bail out, so now my kids are at risk, and everybody else's, you know, in my household's at risk. But go ahead and talk about your side, and then we'll kind of compare after. See, my thing on that, well, what you just said is Texas, this is going to end up being a Texas episode, I can see it, but <laughs> but uh, Texas is also one of the biggest ports in the country aside from California like those are the two biggest ones so I wouldn't see an issue with getting imports and stuff like that but and at the same time too I in the south we don't get from from my point of view is we don't get a lot of government benefits like when shit goes down like the south usually keeps up for themselves like there's not uh, i can't think of an issue aside from like the whole texas for, uh winter storm they had a couple years ago which i don't think they government even helped with them with that but other than that i don't i've never seen the south having an issue like that apart from like katrina yeah. but that and was a that like, was a rare case scenario but also, at I the mean, same time like, like the with the thing if you know america has these foreign powers that they're involved with and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. they just cut off the trade to those ports in texas so they essentially stop all the ports in texas so then the whoever the you know leader of it obviously is would then have to set up their own imports through these foreign countries that he may have never even attempted to. You know what I'm saying? But 
you gotta think if we're buying and they're selling I don't see them having an issue just like on a whole market basis not worried not worrying about like political sides just like if somebody's selling and we're buying they're gonna sell and that's yeah, something we that's, that's that's something we can't foresee unless it happened on where the other countries would fall but like on a domestic side, I don't see it being a huge issue, but and I and think that's another thing is, and like, you got to think hard. You got to think too. It's like the North and the Union. Like just say, if the Midwest and the South seceded, and you had the New England and the North and the West Coast, what do they have to offer besides tech nowadays? Because yeah. A lot of the whole industry is in the South already, as it always has been. Like the only thing that, like, the only thing I could think of the the other side, the union side, having to offer is tech and fucking vineyards for wine, because that's all California fucking produces nowadays. All the industry and all the farming and agriculture is in the South and the Midwest, and they would fall in line together. And that's, I don't know if you've seen it, but did you see the, that whole Civil War movie they're coming up with? No. So let me see if I can find it real quick. Cause this, this is exactly how I would see it happening even before this movie even came out. So I know y'all can't see it. But I'm going to share the screen just to show Lee what's go- what I'm talking about. But I'm, y'all can find this for the simple. I just looked up Civil War movie map on Google, and this is what came up. So this is kind of how I've seen it happening, except the Midwest states like Kansas and Nebraska, I'd see going with the secessionists. Just from like, a political standpoint the only way i see this actually happening where there's a big huge line going down the middle is literally mm-hmm. just the union being coming in and saying you're not you're not going any fucking where yeah. and it'd be it that would be like the battleground i feel because that would connect the west to the east but all of the fucking industry in our country is in the secession of states and that's just the south and the midwest I mean, honestly, a better map where I could see it happening is really just the 2020 election or the 2016 election map. Yeah, honestly. I feel like that's something we could agree on. Yeah. So the West would be, would be cut off from the East and there would be, that would be the battlegrounds in the Midwest. Yeah. But, and, and I mean, and honestly, like, you know, talking about this being, you know, more of a hypothetical uh, scenarios, you know, logistically, like what would happen? I mean, honestly, yeah, not that much anymore, but logistically what would happen is I'd probably stay exactly where I am. Yeah. And I I mean, I I think a lot of people would be like that. I mean, just for legal reasons, my attorney told me to go with with whatever side my state goes. (laughs) But I mean, honestly speaking, like I've talked about this before, I think this country's gone to shit and it's nothing of what it used to be. We aren't the empire we used to be. And I don't know. Like, like we, me and you've talked about this before. If, and like, here's my fear when we've talked about this before. If a soldier came back beating on your door, looking for supplies to help with the war effort. Would you know what side they were on? Because they're probably going to end up wearing the same fucking uniforms. And unless you knew what to look for, would you would you be able to tell? That's my fear. Yeah. Because unless you looked up... Because unless, it's also like, unless the you issue look, of like... I don't care. I honestly, and the other side of that is, I don't care what side they're on logistically just due to the fact that I'm going to protect me and my own. Yeah, because I'm not going to run out there with fucking guns and full fucking battle rattle trying to fight 
the side I oppose. But on a political standpoint, and the, I'm trying not to get myself in trouble because I honestly don't know where I would go if the time actually came. I agree with Texas. Yeah. And that's just and and that's just speaking on the constitutional side and the whole invasion side of it. I agree with Texas on this issue. And if the balloon goes up and Biden sends in his troops to stop Texas, I would be on Texas' side of that situation. And if that leads into a civil war, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah. still going to be at my house going to work every day because I'm not going to go out there and fucking fight. I'm not a trained soldier. Like, I'm going to go out there get myself fucking killed. But oh, if the yeah. fight came, but, but if at the same time, if the fight came to your door, what would you do? It's, it's something you got to think about too. And this is for, and I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to everybody. Like, that's all gung ho on going to fucking fight. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're gonna go out there and get yourself fucking killed. But then also, like, like I said, when the fight does come to your door, I don't care who the person is at my door. It's not gonna be good. Yeah, I got because, a family to protect. Yeah, and that's my issue with it. Is you know, I can sit here and talk about what side I'd be on and the hypotheticals, but I think the biggest takeaway from it is you know, like I said. I have family protect, and there is nobody coming into my own. Right. Because, I mean, which one is it? I can't off the top of my head, but the whole Bill of Rights amendment where soldiers can't stay in your home. If there, was a civil, if there was a civil war, I see that mimic going out first. Going out the oh, window. Yeah, it'd be the first thing flying right out the window. I think a lot of things would fly right out the window. Yeah, because like, if it was a conventional war between two different countries, the Bill of I mean, most of the time I would think the Constitution would stay intact, but if it's a civil war, just looking at Lincoln's record, I don't think it would. Yeah. Because as soon as that kicked off, he was fucking on our first dictator. Everything that went out the window. And I don't yeah. see nowadays that changing. Yeah, and I don't care what president it is. I don't see it changing. No. It's once there's an issue, you know, it's if your own home front is broken, that turns into a whole other scenario of do whatever we have to do to make sure this get, you know, we get this right. Now, right. The worry I have with it, and one of my biggest worries, and I talked to my wife about this, is Silver War and the people that are all for it. And the people who are like, yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's start this. Let's kick this off. We've been waiting for a while. I, I've heard a lot of those people. My biggest issue I see with it is a country that's in Silver War is at its weakest. Yeah. Right. That is going to open us up for so many other issues. I think that's even more important than the Civil War. You know, uh, issues with other countries, Russia, North Korea, like any of these other countries that have any, any what's so beef with us. And it's going to leave us open to be completely bombarded. I mean, I don't agree. This is a hot take, but I don't agree with us being in NATO. But as the way it stands, I don't know if where if NATO would get involved. Mm-hmm. Like, just say it works out perfectly, and say I agreed with us being in NATO, and I'm not falling. I'm not gonna keep them in my back pocket, hoping that they would do something. But would NATO, if we went to civil war, and China took their advent, took this as advantage to declare war on us? Which I don't ever, I mean, literally speaking, I don't see China ever going to war with us because we're their biggest fucking customer. But in this hypothetical situation, if China declared war on us, would NATO get involved? 
I mean, probably not. I mean, honestly, like if if I was running NATO, right? Why would you sign up for a bad business decision? So you're going to go over here to protect one of your members that can't even, you know, I mean, they can't even keep I the mean, country together. That's They're, one thing. You, you that's would one thing. You're flying everybody into a losing battle. I mean, that's one thing to think about too. Like, I don't think a lot of people has ever thought of. Even if no outside forces declare war on us in this situation, if it was just a civil war in America, who wouldn't would NATO get involved? Would the UN get involved? I could I mean I could probably say the UN getting involved just because you know we host them, but yeah, would NATO like would NATO send troops in to fight the rebellion? Uh, would they immediately just think that or America's or calls? or depending on the whatever kicked it off, whose side would they choose? Yeah, you imagine that'd be some fuck shit if they chose the other side. I mean, I have my own preconceived notions that I can't talk about, but so I would see them choosing the union side. And I'm just using union as the traditional term of like Lincoln. But I would see them choosing the union side. Yeah. I mean me me as well. Just for but reasons you, like we can't just for reasons we can't talk about on here. Yeah. But you imagine if they didn't? I mean, honestly, like if I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say because you gotta think we're the biggest spenders for NATO, so we're their fucking bread and butter. So if we dissolved, who's who's going to be there to pick up the pieces? Who's going to take? Mm-hmm. Who's going to take the leadership? Fucking yeah, Great Britain. Exactly. No, I don't think so. They're still eating war I, rations. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, not to dog anybody else's country, but. Who would take up the reins? Like if we if we dissolved, NATO dissolves. If you think about it, because nobody spends yeah. as much as we do. Nobody has the fight power that we do. That's a whole another fucking can of worms, though. That opens up too. I mean, honestly, I think the the cheap answer would be China, but China's not in NATO. I know. But oh, I, thought like, I thought that's where you're going with it. No, like, I think it would be, I don't even think it would be a NATO country. I think it would be somebody from the outside. No, I was talking about if, their way in. I was talking about if, if we fell, who would take leadership at NATO? But yeah, like you brought up a whole another great topic. If we fall, the whole fucking West falls. So, yeah. That would lead the BRICS countries to pick up slack. That would, that would not to pick up slack, but to become a, to be the leaders on the world stage. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying about that. Like, I don't think it would really like. I was looking at NATO as like a world stage more perspective, but literally, I think it would lead like China being like the number one. You know? Yeah, and I mean, I'm not one to, to buy into the whole thing of. Russia wanted to take over the West and go to war like as soon as Ukraine falls march into Poland. I don't think they're I don't think that's their whole ambitions. Also I think it's it's feasible. I mean you see what struggles they're facing and I I mean no, I mean not even like even if NATO falls I don't think they're gonna keep on going. Yeah. Like I've I've never been to one to think that Russia wants to take all their West back and Take all Ukraine and then Belarus and then the Latvia and like the Balkans. I don't. I don't think that's their plan. I think they've literally, literally just wanted those parts of Ukraine back that they were wanting. Yeah. Like no, I, I, I like, not not to say I believe their narrative, but on the territory they wanted, I believe them on that part. But, but then like, but if, on the same aspect, I think logistically they couldn't do it. Like you see, like there's videos of fucking Russian soldiers on the side of the road out of fucking gas. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's just because we've been funding Ukraine. Like if, if we, if we kept a hands off approach, Ukraine would have fell in a month, a year at the extreme most. Like that was, they're, they're like, they're fighting a losing battle from day one and they're only 
sustaining, not even winning, just sustaining because we're supplying them. So I think if we fell, like if we, if Texas just seceded and we, and Biden declared war on Texas, one, that'd be a whole can of worms in and of itself. But then Ukraine falls, that would give China the go ahead to go ahead and take back Taiwan. And who fucking knows what's going on in North Korea nowadays? <laughs> Is he still even alive? <laughs> Whatever know, happened with I that? Heard, I know, like, last time I heard, he got, like, hospitalized, and then no one has really seen him since. Yeah, like, that just kind of fell out of the news cycle. But I don't know. North Korea is not even on my radar, to be honest. I mean, if they tried anything, they'd be an island. Yeah, I don't. I and honestly, it's one of those things like it surprises me that no one's ever just was like, you know, let's just stop this. Like, let's just stop them. Like, it wouldn't be hard, you know. And no one has ever just done it. Like, and they're everyone's enemy. I mean, they're only they are they're only blah blah. blah, blah. They only exist because China funds them. Even China's tired of their shit. <laughs> like, they're just that kid on the playground that just won't stop talking. And that needs yeah. to be slapped around every now and again. And like I said, I'm just really surprised that no one's just been like, no. Like, you know what I mean? Just smack. I mean, like, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be hard. Like, it would, I guarantee, I guarantee right now, if we were to send troops to fucking... North Korea, it would fall within one week. Yeah, and they they only survived last time just because the Soviet Union was supplying them, and they yeah. fell. And China's tired of their shit. I, don't, I mean, I think that I think they're the tumor that China just doesn't want to do anything about right now. Like it's benign. Like it's not cancerous yet. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but once it is cancerous, they're gonna drop them like a fucking fly. I cannot wait for that day like I, I honestly like it's just one of those things like i feel so bad for the people in north korea just due to the fact of like you know you see these little excerpts of a little bit of like media they can get out and it, they like 90 percent of them are just like i want to leave i mean this is this is gonna be a hot take but I'm not saying i don't believe it but how much of that is propaganda from the west what the like the whole North Korea situation in general? How much of it is just propaganda? Like, like you never know until you go, and if you live there. So I'm not discounting anybody's situation. But I got something I've been thinking about, like in China and North Korea. How much of it is just propaganda from the West? Yeah, I mean. North Korea, I'm a little bit more biased on that just because, like, I've heard interviews from people that have escaped and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I have, the horrors. I have too. And so it's kind of like, I kind of, eh, like, with that one, I lean more toward it's not really pop- propaganda. But with China, I lean, there's a, probably a lot about China that is just straight prop propaganda that we believe and see this downfall of China and it's just like probably ain't that bad I mean at the end of the day they're communists and I know probably way too much about communism but so like I'm not going to discount and say it's not bad because fuck communism but Soviet Union never got to that level yeah. And they were way more authoritarian. But exactly. But are we sure they're even on that level? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, they do have it's communism with Chinese aspects, just meaning they believe in capitalism to an extent. But so that's probably the only thing that's sustaining them. But you got to, you got to wonder. That's like some things I sit there and wonder about a lot is. What goes on in China? Is it really what we're being told? I mean, I could guarantee you it's not, but I know it's still bad. But to what extent? Like, I want to sit down with someone fresh off the fucking boat to tell me how it is. Yeah. 
It's like, uh, have you seen the uh, that family that moved from Canada to uh, Russia? When was this? Like just like a month ago. No, I haven't heard about it. So they apparently are super religious uh, Christians, and they moved to Canada or from Canada to Russia because apparently they said that they were too they were surrounded by too many gay people. Understandable. And wanted to move to Russia and get away from it all. And then apparently like didn't close out any of their Canadian accounts and Oh, they stole all their that, fucking shit, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> fucking they had like, god damn. But no, like the thing is is like they were they had their money tied into like government banks. They had government 401ks. Oh. Like it was like and then they did, they didn't pull they didn't pull any of their money out. They fucking just dumbasses. They moved over there with fucking cash and then literally was like sent like the letter out and was like we undeclare you as our citizenship or home. We will not be back. Government the Canada stole all their shit. Yeah. Because it was all in government funds and they're no longer a fucking citizen anymore. Like who gives a shit? Tuck all their fucking money back, all their fucking interest, all their fucking four oh one K, like sold like got rid of their house, like sold all that shit. Like they obviously because they're not coming back, right? Yeah. Why leave an abandoned house sitting there? And then all of a sudden, these fucking families over in fucking Russia, and they're like, "We're broke, and we're now we have nothing to do, and no one speaks our language." <laughs> fucking Canadians. They didn't even learn goddamn. fucking Russian. They didn't even learn Russian. See, like, I see why they did it. Like, I see why they went to Russia, just because. I mean, honest to God, nowadays, if you're a Christian, like a Bible thumbing Christian, they're the only ones trying to keep that culture alive mm-hmm. like you can't even go to fucking the vatican city and have a good christian experience nowadays because catholic catholicism is just so fucked so like and like it, before i was getting big into gnosticism i was thinking about going back to christianity and i was looking between the orthodox church and the catholic church and the Orthodox is the only one I could see myself going into just because Catholicism is just so fucked and has been for a long time. So, like, if you wanted the true Christian experience, Russia is the place to go. So, I see why they did it, but how fucking dumb can you be? <laughs> yeah, don't learn it. Keep all your fucking money tied up in Canada affairs. Like, dude, it's... I don't know. Like, I read it and I was just like, these fucking... Pizza shit, dumbasses. Like, I'm sorry, but like, see, like, I know you you can get by in Russia not learning the language just because everybody speaks English, no matter where you're from, at least to an extent, because that's the world language. And like, I've been wanting to go to Russia for a long time just to go there and see it, but (laughs) at least get your affairs in order first. Yeah, at least take your money with you. At least learn the alphabet and. Cash out all your fucking money and convert it to rubles. Like I, the second I seen that, I was just like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." I was like, uh, I immediately was like, "Got to, I got to tell Ray, got to bring it to the fucking podcast." Like, this is gonna be fucking great because I was just like, "Dude, this is ridiculous." See, and that reminds me of I can't remember how long ago this was. It wasn't during this whole immigration surge, but. That there was this family, I can't remember where they were from. I want to say in New York or something, but or San Diego, one of the two fucked up cities. And they took in like like the Syrian refugee family, like trying to be good Samaritans and all this and that, and ended up getting fucking slaughtered and murdered and raped and murdered and shit. And I'm just like. Fucking dumbasses! <laughs> like that. That's, I don't know why that just reminded me of that that story. Yeah, no, it's like there's no one ever think ahead. Like I don't even give give a shit if it was a Syrian refugee, but like everybody knows not to pick up the hitchhiker and especially bring him to your house. 
Yeah, no fucking shit. Like, I oh, thought and, that was just common knowledge. And, and to kind of get back on the Civil War story, or conversation, uh, so the Democratic Party's bringing back slavery? Did you hear about that? No. So, Biden, and, or at least his administration, is asking people to take in immigrant families families to their homes to and they'll pay him a stipend to do it mm-hmm. and there's a there that the words so and there's just stories of people talking about how they've been doing it and how they're so happy that they're there because they cook for them clean for them do all their laundry do all the house chores and they're getting paid to do it all because the Democrats are asking them to bring in immigrant families and they're treating them like slaves. That's insane. Like, the fuck? <laughs> and that just kind of brings it back to, like, what, at least, I'm not saying you, but, like, the Democratic Party just doesn't fucking seem to understand. They were the South during the Civil War. And they're yeah. calling us the Confederates. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how, how dumb are you? <laughs> it's mind-boggling. That's why I've always, you know, like, preached on the very first episode of this is, like, I'm very libertarian but left-leaning due to just social aspects of it. And it is one of those, you know, like, when, you know, me and you have talked personally and, you know, talk about my relationship with the Democratic Party, you know, I'm very much so the... You're a disaffected liberal. Yeah, like I'm a fucking very JFK era Democrat, but the only issue is like the only issue that I the reason I side so hard with the fucking Democratic Party is due to social value. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I hear some things and I'm just like, oh, what the party's doing? I'm like, this is this this fucking stupid. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't know. And. That's again why I preach that, you know, I'm excited to see how RFK Jr. does in this fucking race. I've been, like, watching more and more his shit. I know I've sent you a bunch of shit the last couple of days. Yeah. Kind of, like, blew you up for a fucking, like, an hour and just sent you RFK fucking propaganda. But it's kind of one of those, like, (sighs) I think he is one of our only hopes in this country just because... If he was to get elected, the two-party system would essentially be abolished in one election. Mm-hmm. Or and, even if he just takes a couple states. Yeah. Like he, doesn't have to, like he, doesn't, he doesn't have to win just to take at least a state. That'll I think that, that'll scare the two parties enough. See, and like, like, like what you were saying, how you're like disaffected from the Democratic Party. Like they don't, they don't hold your values anymore. Uh, I don't think there's a party in America anymore that holds mine. Mm-hmm. And t- to get back to the Civil War thing, like I kind of, I don't agree with this country anymore. I still love this country for what it stands for. And I hope we can correct it. But I'm not holding my breath. And I, at this point, I'm kind of thinking like, I think balkanization is probably our only answer at this point. Like, it hurts me to say like that's. I think that's the only way out of this to survive. And even though there's not been a secession or balkanization in history that's been peaceful, I think I still think that's our only answer. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's getting to a point where it's so broken that. I don't think any amount of glue and tape in this entire universe could fix it. Yeah, and like, and that's coming from someone that signed up to serve this country. Like, I feel that far out from it nowadays. And like, I'm like, I I went from a Republican to a Libertarian to now I'm just a straight Nationalist at this point. I'm I feel like I'm a Nationalist without a nation. Like there's, we don't have a kind of the, what Vivek was saying. We don't have an identity anymore. 
and I know my identity. I know what this country used to stand for, and we're not that anymore. So it's like if we have to break up and form, fuck it, who knows, 10, 15, 20 different nations out of this country, I think that's our only way out. And that's kind of like where I was still saying with the whole civil war aspect of it. I was like, I don't want to see it happen. I don't know if I would agree what side I would side with because I don't see either side holding my values. Yeah. And that's kind of the issue right now is, you know, the whole, the issue with this entire nation is, you know, you almost feel like you're in it for yourself because there isn't that group that you can side with. Yeah. It's like this nation of, immigrants this melting pot of a nation what we were supposed to be has now became i mean i would argue even more isolating than north korea i mean i don't think we were even supposed to be a melting pot like that whole the whole melting pot theory like i could send you some stuff on it but i can't quote it off the top of my head but if i remember right that you mean do you remember the schoolhouse rock videos yeah that's where it came from. From the, what was it, the 90s or something? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, terminology's there, but we're a nation of immigrants, you know? Right, and but it was still... under this nation. Like, where I was getting with that is, I don't see, like, I don't want anybody to claim I'm a racist or anything like that, because I'm not. We were a European country. And we're not a European country anymore. And when you start mixing, and this isn't hate towards anybody because I love everybody for who they are and what they are. So don't take this the wrong way. When you start mixing the Latinos and the Asians and the fucking Europeans and the Africans and the South Americans all together, you lose your identity as a country. And I it's and where I'm coming from is it hurts everybody at that point. And if we all just the whole country separates and like everybody finds where they want to go, find who they identify with, who they want to be with and who, who represents them. I think that would be better if that, if that makes any kind of sense. I mean, I see that perspective. I mean, I really do. Uh, so I'm My not so, I'm, I'm not some white nationalist or nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to make that sound and, not like that as much as I could. <laughs> and I mean, I think I know you personally enough know, to know that, so I don't think that. But then, at the same time as like, that is from that perspective, the reason, like the one argument I, ha- I really have on it is European nation, correct? We were founded by Europeans. Yeah, we also brought. African people over to work. Mm, so we did, but they weren't the first slaves in this country. No, With the, there was white slaves before there was black slaves here. I don't know, but I'm saying we bring them over. We there's already people that live here, which are now a minority group. But I mean, if you want to take it back far enough, there were also. Uh, from Russia. So yeah, but they no, just they, they were is, they were just the first ones here that we know of. Essentially, from the get go, we're a melting pot. We were. I mean, I don't see that. Like, I I get what you're saying. Like, I understand the argument, but I don't think we were a melting pot. I think we were just a European colony, and. We all, everybody fucking raced to get here. Actually, I think this, yeah, the Spain was the first ones here. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to take it back far enough, the, the Vikings were the first ones here. And if you want to take it back even further, the Russians were the first ones here. So, I mean, it's like anywhere you go in any point, and this isn't just to America, anywhere you go, even in Europe, you're a nation of immigrants. Because even just like think about Russia, like they all moved there. They brought in a Scandinavian prince down to be their king, and like, and, like you can go back f- far enough in history, 
the Germans weren't German, the English weren't English, the Russians weren't Russians. Like, like that's that's like it's like a it's a bad like not saying anything against you. It's a it's like a bad argument. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, I get that, but then also at the same time as that, it's I see. I don't see your perspective of you know the keeping the separateness of it. Like, in I mean, it was language. I was just kind of like brainstorming and speaking at the same time trying to get some kind of thought out the thing that i see is the issue is not so much of like your different races but the issue of there's not an american mentality anymore yeah because what i was trying to get to is we were a european colony we were europeans and this was a european country once we broke once we declared independence and we were a great country then and I, also, I, and that's not, and that's not saying to suck on the race thing or anything. That's just saying the European values that we brought over and from all different European countries and melted them together. If you want to use that argue, that that terminology, that's what made America great. If that makes any sense, and that's what I feel we lost. We lost all of our no, values. Yeah, and I completely understand that. I was just saying, like more or less, like. The way I see it is with not having that American mindset anymore, like at all. So like, for instance, you got to talk to my friend from Australia today. Yeah. Sound sound like a great guy. Yeah. All right. And it's one of those things, like the way I look at it is you ask him where he's from. Where does he say? Australia. Okay. You ask anybody where they're from. What do they say? Wherever they're from. Wherever they were born. Yeah, exactly. You ask and, an American and, and, where they're from, where did they say? And like that's the thing too, is like if you like and it's I'm not saying kick everybody out, obviously. Because if you ask a third or fourth, fifth generation black person here, they're gonna say they're American and they have and I have no argument against that. No, no, and I know that's so much you're saying. What I'm saying is like I my biggest thing is like why don't we introduce ourselves as Americans? Why don't we have this mindset? Why don't we have, I think the biggest issue right now is we, to us, America reminds me of Europe as a whole, Mm -hmm. where every single, they have all their countries. And that's what America is doing currently. Instead of me being like, I'm from Europe or I'm from United States, I'm from Tennessee or I'm from, See, and we talked about that before in the past too. It's on the whole state side issue. Like yeah. you always, you always identify with your state, and that might be what I'm, what we're missing nowadays. Yeah, we are, we're, we're acting like we're Europe when we're actually England or Germany or mm-hmm. Netherlands. So, like, you don't identify with your actual state anymore. And that's probably one of the things I, that's probably one of the big disagreements I have with the whole European union aspect too, is you lose your heritage. If you want to use that term. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much same finish line, different paths. Right. (laughs) Which I mean, honestly just describes our entire friendship. Like in every argument we have, we usually have the same finish line, but just completely different paths to get there. Right. And I mean, so many places you can go with that too. It's like, I don't know. I think I just, just kind of miss, I feel like I got left out of the whole American dream, the whole American experience. We don't have that anymore. I no. feel like and we're too we we're trying to be too generic of a country, if that makes sense. And, and no, I, mean, I agree agree with that. It's you think of what you think a country should be in your head, and it's America, and that's exactly what we are. There's right. no razzle dazzle with America anymore. There's no anything. It's just we're going to do exactly what you expect us to do. Yeah, it's like we've we lost, we forgot who we were and it's getting so bad at the point where we're talking about civil war to kind of figure out who we are again, which kind of brings you back to the whole American founding. Anyway, you're going to fight for who you are 
and I, th- I feel like we're too big of a country or trying to be too big of a country to, to like you, you're trying to be too big and you can't please everybody that you're trying to represent. Yeah. Because like, because uh, you, you could pull up yeah. a map and I could point you out 14 different countries in America alone. Mm-hmm. You got the South, but then you got the Appalachian in, in the South. You got the North and the Northeast, and you also got Appalachia there. You got New England. You got the Midwest. You got the West Coast. You got the Pacific West Coast. You got the, you got the border states down in the South. You got uh, you got the Rust Belt, and they, every single one of them have a different culture. And I feel like we're getting too big to represent those cultures, and we're losing yeah. those cultures. Because if I exactly. if I were if because we were talking about planning a, a guys trip earlier, just anywhere like hey we're talking about going to Vegas, just to go out there and gamble and experience the and kind of experience another part of this country, and I don't want to go, I don't, I don't I don't I feel like if I ever were to go to another state and even just in this country alone, say I go to fucking Oregon for whatever reason I don't want to go there, motherfucker I'd probably still be eating Applebee's, you know. Yeah, and it's one of those things like, I mean, on that, it's, you know, you, you look at other countries and it's like everybody in that country has the, has the same values, the same, for the most part, you know, versus here, like I can meet a guy from Arizona and they are completely different than how I am. Yeah. Or even like me, you know, I, I'm even almost like an implant where we live, like mm-hmm. I I don't exist here. I mean, you do, but you don't. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel if you went and talked to somebody from East Tennessee, we are the two people you would get. But even in Tennessee, we have two different cultures here. Hell, even Tennessee alone, you got three different fucking cultures, four different cultures. Hell, even probably six. Like, the Northeast is completely different from the Southeast. You go to the... You go to the Middle Tennessee, you got two different cultures there. If you go to the West Tennessee, you got two different cultures there. Like, yeah, I mean, like I was telling you, I have a buddy that's from West Tennessee. He's like right on the Tennessee Missouri border. And, you know, he's like an hour and a half from Memphis, but he's from Dyersburg, this like little poor as fuck little county that has nothing and is just redneck as all get out. And you yeah. go an hour and a half south, and it is a completely different culture, like to the point of shell shock. And it's an hour away. Yeah, it's like hell. I got a guy at work that's from Memphis, and you wouldn't tell he's from Memphis. You think he's from Southern California or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane. Like you, you know, you look at Middle Tennessee. You look at uh, like you have Nashville. But then everybody around Nashville is completely different than Nashville. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what kind of how we... I mean, that's... I mean, honestly, yeah, that's how we could probably see the Civil War happening. It's like... Whether what side we pick or whatever side we don't pick, it's not a two... I, I don't see that coming out into different countries. I see that coming out to, hell, 30 different countries if we mm-hmm. ever broke up nowadays. Hell, I could I could honestly see every state declaring their independence and it working. Yeah, working and working better. Right. Because then, like we said, and I think one of the very first episodes is at that point, then you move to a state that has your values, and that's where you're supposed to live. Yeah, and it's like I feel like we're too big to be able to even have an identity anymore. Mm-hmm. Just on a cultural aspect. Yeah, and because we try to run this on a uh, perfectly sound democracy, we, you know, you don't, we're not like China, where China's massive, but it's so, this is how it's going to be, and there's no question about it. There's almost too many questions america to be able to have an identity yeah i feel the government's just trying to make everybody happy and that's just not possible yeah the 
that's my big issue with the whole federal government to begin with is there's too many different there's too many people here to have a federal government because there's like I like we said before if I if you get me and somebody from Arizona or hell even Nebraska we have too many different needs day to day in our day to day life to have somebody go to Washington and fight for us there yeah and see that's kind of the way i think the government should run like social aspects should be left to the states and then your aspects of everything that's not social it should be run on a federal level it should be you know your banking your a little bit of everything should be ran they should be able they should run the country not try to decide they there should not ever be a debate it should be we're doing this to help the country and that's it whatever social factors you have to make you happy or to try to make you happy or to do this or do that that's on y'all you do that per your state we are just here to make sure that the gears keep turning yeah it's like hell i've joked about running for congress before and i feel if i ever somehow got there I wouldn't vote f- for anything. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. be a I would be a reliable no on any issue because that's not a federal issue. And you could probably look at the whole United States code and scrap 90% of it because it's unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Because in the constitution it says anything that's not laid out in the constitution itself is left to the states to decide. And they forgot that. Yeah, they forgot it, and they only bring it up when it's convenient. Yeah. And that's uh, the part I that I don't like. Yeah. I, it's We've been putting Band-Aids on too much to let this keep going. If we were, yeah. If we are ever to survive another 100 years, the whole damn U.S. code needs to be scrapped and start from fresh. Exactly. I mean, because as of right now, I don't see us slap. Like, I'll be surprised if we last our lifetime with the way we're going. Yeah, because we're in, we're at the point of Rome falling, and we we fucked it up so much quicker than they ever could, and it's not going to be fucking pretty. Yeah, because you know, America's massive, and you know, if we fall. Think of the fallout from all these other countries. Yeah, the only way I could see us riding this ship is to scrap the whole federal government and install a, a dictator to fix it. <laughs> and maybe not even a dictator, just a dictator figure to go in and say, this is what we're doing, like it or not. Like like you, you can't have a, a republic or a democracy at this point. And try to correct this because everybody out there is fighting each other. Even if they were doing their actual job and fighting for their constituents, the constituency is so diverse that nobody can agree on anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really would literally, it would have to be sit down, buckle up, you're in it, or get out. Right. Like, uh, the only way I could see it. The only way I can see the system working is if you get a hundred different political parties up there and it no longer be a 50, a 49, 51% vote. It needs to be whoever party gets the most votes. What they say goes on that issue. Yeah. And that's just going to, and I see that leading us to civil war even quicker. That's the dumbest shit. Yeah. I know, just think it's just votes, I think is the dumbest shit that has ever happened. At the time, it made sense, but not anymore. No. I mean, you but, really need the vote of the people. Because like we're we're so big that the only way it would work, just off the top of my head, thinking about it right now, this very moment. The only way I could see it working is a direct democracy, but a direct democracy is such bullshit and will never work in real life 
that it would just lead us down the road even further to a civil war. Mm-hmm. Like the only I mean, way, I like like literally, yeah. the only way I can see it working is a one party state, and which side is going to be that one party? My side or your side? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which side is going to take it? Yeah, I think that's literally what they're fighting for right now. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think that boils down to, I think that most people agree that the abolishment of the two-party system needs to happen. So the fight now is, instead of the mindset being, let's bring in multiple parties on top of this, it is, okay, well, if the two-party system isn't working, we're just going to go to a one-party system. Right, and it's and the both parties are so fucked right now. It's the Democratic Party got overran by communists, and the Republican Party is so embroiled in a civil war in of themselves that you don't even know what the Republican Party is anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to take it, and that's why the Democratic Party is in such a lead right now. Because our side is trying to figure out what the hell we are. Yeah, because you got and the liberty. You got the liberty anywhere. Yeah, you got the libertarians in there. You got the neocons in there. You got the white nationalists, not the white nationalists, but you got the quote unquote white nationalists in there. And you got just anything else you can think of is in there trying to fight for power. And the neocons are not wanting to give it up. (laughs) And because of that, it's the same, you know, back to civil war. It's, the same thing that I said my biggest fear was, you know, and it's kind of what's happening right now with the Republican Party is when there is internal conflict where the that entire party is falling, what is the other enemy going to do? They're going to yeah. take charge. And that's what scares me about a civil war is when internal conflict happens, the greatest enemy will take, take charge. Yeah, and then... And even just the Republican Party itself is there's so many Bush era people still in there that's not wanting to retire or just to give up their power. And you got all the other generations trying to get representation that you can't figure out what the hell we are anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's probably why I left the Republican Party to begin with back in the late 2000s. It's just because they don't represent anybody anymore. And then the Democrats are just dabbling too far into socialism and communism that they just all kind of, everybody that disagreed with it got voted out because everybody loves free stuff. And they're all, and they took over and now they're just marching in lockstep. Yeah. It's really. You know, I feel like what happened with the, what is currently happening with the Republican Party happened with the Democratic Party a while ago. During the Bush era. Yeah. And then we kind of crumbled, found our new footing, and rolled with it. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting to see the Republican Party do that, to see if that's what happens, or if we're going to abolish it during it. See, and that's kind of where I see our issue is is during the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, well, there like there was this guy that was in the KGB talking about how the com- the Soviet Union and the communists don't they they play the long game on their ish- on their p- subversion and they're looking at it multi-generationally and they, and my point of view is they infiltrated the democratic party and the fruits of their labor came out during the Bush era. And they figured out we could take power if we start offering people free stuff. And they started doing that and they won because who's going to turn that down. And you can't do that with the Republicans. I don't think. Because mm-hmm. they're all small government and 
small taxes, low taxes and all that. So they, nobody can find a footing in the Republican party anymore. And I think that's to our detriment, or at least my side's detriment. Yeah, it's definitely kind of the, you, instead of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, you're finally able to see the wall at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy kind of the where this Civil War talk went to. I, I think it went places I didn't think it was going to go. Yeah, and it's kind of like where it needs to go. I mean, let's talk about the real fucking issues here. Exactly. It's not all, let's go grab our fucking guns and go fight. It's, there's a lot more than just that, that nobody's yeah, talking talk about. Let's talk about the logistics. Let's talk about what's actually going to happen. Let's talk about what life is going to be like afterwards. Because let's be honest, I don't give a fuck what happens, but what's my day today going to be like? Yeah, there's nothing me and you could do on and day to day to help either side. So it's like figure out where the fuck it's going to go and try to go from there and figure it out. Yeah. Either support it or figure out where the fuck I'm going. Yeah. Cause there's, there's no happy ending. I don't care what anybody says. There's not going to be a happy ending to this. Yeah. No, that's the one thing that does scare me about this. Texas issue is if it does continue, there is not a happy ending. And I don't know what ending is the worst, but there's a lot of them out there. I mean, whatever it happens, I feel it's going to be for the better, but it's, it's going to fucking suck to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's like I was explaining to somebody the other day, like when a new store manager takes over like a retail store or even a new plant manager takes over a warehouse store, it's like, you're going to go through hell for about three weeks before you realize that that manager is going to get fired. Right. And then when you get your new manager, you're going to go through hell for two months while that new manager is taking over and fixing everything. But then after that, you're going to be in this honeymoon stage where everything's going to be absolutely fucking perfect. See, like at my work, we're actually getting a new department manager. And from what I hear, she's a fucking cunt. And until she gets in and we figure out firsthand how it's going to be, it's going to fucking suck. And I see a lot of people quitting. <laughs> yeah. You included. No. <laughs> Probably. Fuck this job. But kind of figure we leave it off here. Yeah, I think so. I think I think uh, and I don't see anything else to really talk about besides like you know, future propaganda. Yeah. And that's, that's my thing. I don't want to go into a ton of what ifs and also I don't want to waste the breath if you know Let's see what happens, and then we can talk about it then. Because who knows, we may talk about something, and that's what happens, and we just wasted this entire conversation we could have had. But then also, all the what-ifs. It's scary when people talk about what-ifs to me when it comes to these massive massive news or these massive wars or policy changes or anything like that because no matter how small you are you could get into the wrong ear you know we yes. could say one of these what ifs that are terrible and by one slim chance that there's somebody in power or has the ability hears it and goes that doesn't sound too bad for me and then all of a sudden, that's what happens. And that mm. scares me. That's the reason I don't like talking to what ifs. And then you get a Mao Zedong. Or a Castro. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it takes one little thing of us joking or us being like, man, this would fucking suck. <laughs> and that one guy would be like, you know, I heard that. That sounds pretty good for whoever does it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, because in this day and age... There's extremists everywhere on every single side. And I don't care how good of a side you're on. You have extremists that's going to kill a lot of people. 
extremists on every side and at every level. Mm-hmm. No matter what side you're on, whether you're looking at political parties, whether or not you're even looking at freaking Freemasons. There's extremists in every single group. Every culture and subculture. Yeah, it's like you never, you would never think nowadays that 1940s Japan was a thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at them today. And look what happened. <laughs> now we have anime. <laughs> it was a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> but, alright guys, good night. Remember, be good or be good at it, and you're not alone out there. Yeah, and don't forget to drop us a sub or a follow and hear more great ramblings. Yeah, great ramblings that we start on a topic and we never end on the same topic. Right. It's a happy conversation. It's really what it is. This this whole podcast is just an excuse for two fucking best friends that are busy as shit to sit here and bullshit for an hour. And maybe one day get paid for it and be able to do it for a living. The American dream. <laughs> Make money God by complaining on the internet. I want to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you have a great night. All right. Good night, guys.